You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello again, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts, coming to you on Friday, October 23rd, the day after the Giants suffered yet another heartbreaking loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. Giants have lost eight straight games to the Eagles now. I think six straight games when the Eagles have have, uh, have worn those darn black jerseys. And uh, I know that you guys get uh, get tired of hearing my opinions. You get tired of, of listening to me sometimes. So here to help me uh, break this game down is Joe DeLeon, co-host of the uh, Chris and Joe show here on uh, on Big Blue View Radio. Joe, thanks a lot for, for hopping on for a couple minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I wish it was for much better circumstances than a, a blown lead and a, a difficult loss for Giants fans. But nonetheless, glad to finally make the debut on your show. Hey, well, you know, we're I'm I'm glad you were you were able to spend a few minutes. So you know, another another tough loss, another game. You know, I I, I do a lot of things at at Big Blue View in terms of of you know Valentine's views and things I think and. And I was kind of intending to run through some things I I think about this game, and and the first thing is this is a game the Giants should have won. Carson Wentz was throwing the ball all over the lot. He was trying to give the game away. Jake Elliott was trying to give the game away. The Giants messed up a a punt where if they'd have just thrown the ball to Corey Ballantyne, if he was a if Ballantyne was awake. You know, they they would have had a, a they might have had a touchdown on that play. They they managed despite all the all the mess ups in this game to have an 11 point lead with six minutes to go. You have to close that game out. You have to win that football game, and and it's just discouraging because this is a game that should have gone in the W column for the Giants. Yeah, and I almost would consider this game coming down to even more plays than the ones that you brought up. Everything leading up to it, the Giants actually looked pretty good when they had that 21-10 to 10 lead, and I think a lot of people were very excited with how they were performing. What we talked about on the Chris and Joe show after the game is you can't just point to the Evan Ingram drop, that obviously being so significant to the outcome, but the huge pass that was given up to Hightower on the sideline that gives the Eagles so much more time than they should have had to score that first touchdown to get them back in the game. And then secondly, that Boston Scott touchdown just cannot happen. 
Jabril Peppers was within range to uh, possibly tip that ball. I also question where were additional defenders right up against the sideline along the the goal line. I, I just I don't know how you don't make a play on that on that ball. That's a play that should not happen with a five foot six running back making a fantastic catch. Well, you know that that brings up two other points that that are are things that 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 I think we need to think about here. And one is really, you know, I think the Evan Ingram play is the one that that really sealed it for the Giants. I thought that he catches that ball, they win the game. I've made that clear. I know Chris disagrees with me that, you know, as far as the difficulty of that catch, my my feeling is. Evan Ingram's a number one draft choice. That ball was clearly within reach of his arms. He had both hands on it. That is a play that an NFL pass-catching tight end has got to make, period, end of conversation, full stop. The ball has to be caught. I don't care if it was two inches to the left or the right or whatever. It just has to be caught because the game's over if they make that play. So, I mean, we start there. That has to be made. But you also mentioned Jabril Peppers. You've got penalties on. You've got Peppers inexcusably letting Boston Scott get behind him. You've got penalties on James Bradbury and Logan Ryan. Guys that you've got too many guys who the Giants depend on who to win games to lead this team who failed last night. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up the, the Evan Ingram thing. I had no idea that Chris didn't want to blame Ingram for that play. It explains why he didn't want to go too much in depth on uh, assigning blame for him on that. Um, we, we had a nice we had a nice back and forth last night over over Slack on uh, on that play, and uh, and and Chris heard some things from me that 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 I usually <laughs> don't say. <laughs> I look I'm still in the in the in the camp that I think I'm on the same page as you that that ball I don't think could have been any more well placed I'm also one of those people and even you know you could argue it's a bit cliche it's go to coaching lingo or speak to say that if a ball hits you in the hands you have to make that catch if you can touch the football you need to make that grab And, and maybe it was a little bit ahead of him just a little bit that is a ball that needs to be 100% caught. And uh, for a player that, again, you said was a first-round pick, someone who is supposed to be a dynamic weapon in this offense, it, his tenure and time with the Giants was epitomized in that one play, that we needed him to come up with a big play, and he couldn't do it. And several of the Giants who are depended on, you know, were in that same category last night. But when you want to talk about one play, we have to talk about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones did so many good things. You know, the the pass to Ingram, the beautiful throw to Golden Tate. You know, he, he did so many good things last night, pulling the ball on that zone read and going 80 yards with it. But... Isn't everything about Daniel Jones' time with the Giants and and the way the Giants are right now sort of epitomized in him slowly running out of gas on that run and and, and winding up, you know, face planting at the 10-yard line? 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, indirect imagery from all these plays. It's funny that you bring that up because it seems like every time Daniel Jones has a really good start to a game, he finds a way to slow down, lose steam, and and stumble, and then eventually face plant. And, and that basically happened in the end of the game. It doesn't go on him for why they weren't able to string together a drive with 40 seconds left. You shouldn't be in that position, but he ends up getting – uh, another strip sack ball taken out of his hands when the Giants could have possibly at least gotten within field goal range. So uh, it, it, we just need to see more consistency from Daniel Jones. He does need to find ways to finish. It's funny, though, that you point out, I didn't even think of it from that angle, that that one play where he ran 80 yards and then fell on his face is the basic description of how Daniel Jones has played for the Giants. And. You know, the other thing that that I was thinking about today watching that game last night is we talked about, you know, the veteran guys who didn't make plays. But but the talent gap on the Giants and the fact that this is simply not a complete roster yet, that it's not, you know, a team that's that's built yet, that it's that it's under construction was exemplified last night when you have because of a couple of injuries to to guys that have jumped you know into the starting lineup you have Devonte Downs who's not an NFL linebacker playing 45 snaps you have Ryan Lewis who as much as I like the guy and I've interviewed the guy and he's great to talk to and he's a try hard player he's given up critical critical huge plays at the end of the last two Giants losses he's not an NFL starting cornerback he's a guy on his eighth NFL team he's he's depth got Madre Harper who's a squad player out there playing significant snaps you've got Nate Ebner out there playing significant snaps and he's a special teams guy this team just doesn't have enough talent yet and 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 it was obvious last night Ryan Lewis is just not somebody you want lining up as your second outside corner. And you could also point to the underwhelming impact from Isaac Yadam hurting them as well. A guy that the Giants traded for in expectation that he could step in with a depleted group and start. Also, Corey Ballantyne not really stepping up into a bigger role that we would have hoped him to, albeit he was a later round pick. So it's not too, too bad that he's not stepping up as a starting corner. But seeing him make some mistakes yesterday, too, kind of very much hurt, uh, you know, the Giants defensively. But you, you pointed out Nate Ebner, and, and seeing him on the field makes me so nervous. That guy does not belong on the field on defense. Nate Ebner is a fantastic special teams player, and there's a reason why. He does not have a football background. He is a tough guy. He's a tough player. He is going to go out and do his job on special teams. But if you ask him to do anything more complicated than special teams, which is playing basic defense, he's not going to be able to do it at an effective level. He's not a good enough athlete. He's not familiar enough with the game to, to play significant snaps, like you said, uh, for this Giants defense. Something has to be done, maybe not right now, but there needs to be better depth that Nate Ebner is going out there uh, and playing in significant spots. And I know that you know the Giants are the Giants have Xavier McKinney on IR. They're missing Adrian Colbert. They were missing Darnay Holmes last night. You know, they just lost Sean Chandler off their practice squad to the Carolina Panthers. So 
there are reasons why you know Ebner's playing and why Mont, uh, and why Madre Harper is playing but it just points out that there's still so much work to be done to build this roster and I know where that leads that leads into talking about Dave Gettleman and yet you know yes Gettleman has had 3 years but the other part of that is this is a new a new head coach. This is a guy who's got some personnel background, who did a lot of scouting, you know, with the Patriots, who oftentimes talks about how it's his job to know the league and to understand the players that are available. And if you think that guys like Madre Harper and Isaac Yadam and and CJ Board who was out with a concussion and and Ryan Lewis, who, you know, Ryan Lewis admitted to me that Patrick Graham pounded the table and begged the Giants to bring him, you know, and to bring him from Washington to New York. If you think that that all of these personnel moves get laid at the feet of Dave Gettleman, I think that that you're wrong about that. I think that that a lot of these are guys that were brought to the Giants because Joe Judge and Patrick Graham and Jason Garrett wanted them here. So it's not just Dave. I'm on the same page as you with, with, with that, and, and you have to consider right now the, the those moves and those bringing those guys in that was not really, and you can probably agree with me on this. That was not an intent to have those guys. As starters, they wanted hardworking guys to contribute on special teams. Maybe you have to go out there if someone uh, has to come out for a play. But all of these guys right now, a lot of them are playing in very important spots in games and out there for a, a big number of snaps, which is I don't think what anyone expected them to do. They, the way that their depth is structured is not sufficient for a defense that is currently dealing with a bunch of guys going in and out of the lineup each week. They, there needs to be a little bit more juice from these backups because I don't think a number of them are, are really suited to play defense in a, in a starting or contributing role. And I, I think that just takes time to build and people don't want to hear it, but they are once again at a beginning with a new head coach. And when you get a new head coach, you change the type of players you want some of the guys that you may have brought in over the last couple of years, like a Marcus Golden, simply don't fit what this coach do. And and you're seeing that sort of transition right now in in, in this roster. Yeah, the the transition definitely, you know, definitely is is visible there. I, I think that you can't really make a, a clear, concise decision on on where this roster stands until they can get a lot of these guys back and fully healthy like I I really want to see what Xavier McKinney can do which I I would expect him maybe over the next few weeks is able to come back and it might take him some time to get eased back into that that contributing role But, but we have all of these guys that aren't even playing this season no Sam Beal it might take until next year to see how the full roster of players that this coaching staff wanted can actually work this year. And I think a lot of people don't want to hear this. This year was not going to be the clearest indication of what the giant success could look like. They were already dealing with a deck that was stacked against them next year. And again, I I know giants fans hate to hear, Oh, next year, next year. 
it's going to take time before they actually get settled in to what this team was built to do. And right now they're playing with scraps instead of the actual pieces. And one of the guys that they are playing with that they that they put a lot of stock in that that they don't consider scraps is Andrew Thomas, drafted fourth overall, first offensive tackle taken. Everybody had a differing opinion as to who the Giants should take. I think it was clear they were taking an offensive tackle. You know, I I picked Mackay Becton for the Giants in my final mock draft. Um, a lot of people were banging the table for for Tristan Wirfs. A lot of people were supporting Dr- Jedrick Wills. The Giants taking Andrew Thomas with the scouting reports that were available and all the information that that was available was. 100% understandable, and yet Andrew Thomas right now has struggled more than any of those offensive tackles, and the discouraging thing for me is the mistakes that he made last night in week seven are identical to the ones he has made all season long. He still cannot set his feet handle a spin move and stop an inside pass rush and he still cannot in a timely enough manner to pick it up he still cannot recognize a stunt with a looper coming around his side and and those are mistakes that that he has to be able to correct if he's going to be a quality NFL tackle in this league whether it's right side or left side the ironic thing with this tackle draft class is all three of the other guys, Becton, Wills, Werfs, were considered to be players that would take some time to develop and get settled. And instead, right now, those guys are looking very, very good. And instead, Andrew Thomas is You're absolutely right. Thomas was considered the plug-and-play guy. Yeah. And that was why everybody afterwards was a little bit disappointed. But I think a lot of people, and especially us, we were understanding that They wanted to go with the safer guy, the guy that could step in and play right away, maybe would not have the highest ceiling out of the group, but would be able to contribute immediately as a starter and step in at left or right tackle if you needed him to do so. And right now he's he's really not doing that. I would honestly pose, considering that Cam Fleming is also starting to struggle despite that good start to the season, why don't they try mixing things up, moving Andrew Thomas to right tackle and getting Matt Parrott back in at left tackle. Parrott looked phenomenal against a very good pass rush unit for the Washington football team. I don't, I don't understand how they don't consider doing that with the, the mini-buy that they have coming up. Yeah, I don't particularly care which side guys play on. I think Andrew Thomas is going to stay at left tackle simply because the Giants did draft him fourth overall, and I think they're not going to give up after seven games on the idea that he can be their left tackle. He's still a 21-year-old kid, still the youngest guy on the roster. But I agree wholeheartedly that sort of mini-buy um, with a week and a half, almost two full weeks to get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Matt, Matt Pert has to be in the lineup, at least at right tackle. Uh, I think the Giants at, at one and six, they just have to move to that future. The only reason why I'm an advocate for them swapping spots, and I had previously pitched this to Chris and Nick right after they drafted both Parrot and Thomas, and I, I didn't really get the positive feedback I would have hoped for, but Parrot physically moves more like a left tackle. He's long, he's got quick feet, 
Um, he's a, he, I think he's a better pass setter than Andrew Thomas is right now. And what, the one thing that you can say that Andrew Thomas is doing very well is he's run blocking pretty well right now. He's not perfect, but he's run blocking much better than he is pass blocking. So typically with your right tackles, you're going to want a guy that is a strong run blocker. The only reason why I'm advocating for this switch is if you just look at their their physical traits and their skill sets, it might be worth experimenting with. And I, I do agree that I doubt they'll end up doing this, but it might be worth seeing the product that comes out on the field if it, if it changes things up and they feel both more comfortable at either spot. Yeah, I just want to see both of them in the lineup. Joe, thank you very, very much for coming on with me here. Folks, please remember to to check out the Chris and Joe show if you haven't. Check out Big Blue View on Instagram where Joe's posting a lot of a lot of, of graphics and videos. Check out our, our YouTube channel as well where Joe's posting an awful lot of, uh, of really good content, including our weekly Madden Sims, our Madden Sim, which was wrong this time, by the way, Joe. It was, it was close. I said it was going to be a narrow game, or Madden said well, it was going to be a narrow game. It was close. Yeah, but but you know, come on, it was wrong this time. Anyway, Joe, thank you very very much for for coming on, folks. We're going to take a quick break here for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When we come back, I'm going to play some uh, some audio from Joe Judge and from various Giants players uh, about uh, Thursday night's loss to Philly. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here is Giants coach Joe Judge on Thursday's loss and on the frustration of losing another tough game. Though we showed a lot of flashes throughout the game of ways we want to play the game, and there's some things we did that held us back. Ultimately, to me, turnovers and penalties are things we have to eliminate, things we have to improve on down the second half of the season. And these are things that held us back tonight. But we've got to give credit where credit's due, and they made plays down the stretch, and we've got to make more plays ourselves. Yeah, the focus isn't on frustration. The focus is on correcting mistakes and moving forward, and that's really where we have to steer it as a team. We've played enough ball at this point. We should know what we have as a team. We should understand how we have to play as a team. We know we have to be a team that's got to grind out wins. We have to do things just a little bit tougher, and that's all right. We're okay with doing it that way. We put ourselves in position in a lot of games now. We've got to control the things we can control, and that comes down to the penalties and the turnovers, and we have to do a better job of that as a team to make sure that we give ourselves the opportunities to capitalize on the work we're putting in. Here's quarterback Daniel Jones on his emotions and on where the Giants go from here after another difficult defeat. Uh, yeah, it's a, a tough one for us to swallow for sure. Um, you know, but um, 
you know, we gotta gotta find a way to finish games. Uh, you know, on offense, we had the ball there, and, and we gotta sustain a drive and and uh, you know finish with the ball. So, um, you know, there's a lot of plays in the game, and we'll go back and look at the tape and make sure we're uh, we're moving forward and we're improving as a team. Yeah, I think the you know the message is is the same. We've got to continue to uh, look at ourselves. We've got to be critical of ourselves and and improve every week. You know, I think we've we've done that. I think the team that's uh, you know playing now is a much different team than uh, the one that started the season. We haven't gotten the results as consistently as uh, you know we expect, and um, you know we, we we've got to keep improving and keep uh, keep pushing it forward keep progressing as a team and I think that's uh, you know that's got to be our mindset that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna get better so I'm confident we have the guys to do it um, and uh, we just gotta gotta stay at it here is Giants tight end Evan Ingram answering several questions about the ball he dropped near the two minute mark that could have helped the Giants ice a victory yeah um, got got the look we wanted third down um, got man look a one on the inside fade. Um, DJ threw a, gr- a great ball, just didn't didn't finish the play. Yeah, um, it's tough, you know. Um, don't want to be on the on the short end of, of a turnover, um, and uh, I got to be better with mechanics and small things, and um, it sucks. Uh, sucky feeling right now, um, but just got to get back to work and correct those things. Yeah, obviously, um, it it sucked not making that play. Uh, we had. The defense out on the field, um, ready, whether they they get the stop or if the the Eagles score, uh, we're gonna get the ball back. So um, I was staying in the game, um, being ready for whatever. But um, obviously, um, it's frustrating, um, and uh, it, it wasn't. It's not a good feeling um, not making that play and and possibly putting the game on ice. Here's Jabril Peppers on the emotions of losing another game and on his inability to make a play at the end of the game to prevent Philadelphia's game-winning touchdown. We felt like we got a good enough lead. You know, we could close it out. Um, And, you know, with everything that happened in the game, we were still in position to close out the game. And I didn't make the play. Um, You know, it it, it hurts. Um, But, you know, I'm a man. I'll take it on the chin. I'm going to learn from it and make sure it never happened again. Um, you know, you got to play to the final whistle with 60 minutes. You know, NFL is a, it's a funny thing, man. You just got to keep playing. You know, it, it you just got to keep playing to the final whistle, man. And, you know, we, we were in good position. We just didn't execute. It hurts. You know, we, we, we had a phenomenal chance in this game to win and, you know, set ourselves up. But, you know, it hurt right now. But, you know, it's a lot of football left to be played, and we know that. Um, you know, we'll see those guys again. You know, we got to get back to the drawing board, correct the mistakes, you know, heal up and come back out Monday night, you know, with a better performance than we did tonight. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. We thank you for listening. We thank Joe DeLeon of the Chris and Joe Show for hopping on with us for a few minutes. Please take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.